What's happening, everybody? On today's show was a crazy week five in the SEC. We'll run through our winners of the weekend and also who depressed us from a Bryce Young injury to a heartbreaking loss for Kentucky, Auburn, and Mizzou. We got a lot to get into. Locked on SEC starts now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. We'd also like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Our winners of the weekend. Winner. And now, your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. And we start with our first winner of the weekend. It's Alabama and Jameer Gibbs. Even losing their reigning Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Bryce Young, Alabama crushes Arkansas 49-26 in their house in Fayetteville. Saban has never lost to Arkansas in his 16 years as Alabama head coach. Jalen Milrow, he showed off his running ability, breaking off a 77-yard run in this one. But it was the transfer running back Jameer Gibbs having his big breakout game at Alabama rushing 18 times for 206 yards, two rushing touchdowns. He also had another 20 yards receiving. This game pushed Jameer Gibbs up into the top six in the SEC in rushing this year with almost 400 yards just behind Zach Evans and Ole Miss. He's ahead of Tank Bigsby at Auburn. We'll get into more on the implications of Bryce Young a little bit later, but what a dominating win by Alabama and a big night from Jameer Gibbs. Our next winner of the weekend, how about the Ole Miss defense? That Ole Miss D has been a topic of discussion throughout this year. They've been very impressive, but this was their first real true tough test facing a Kentucky Kentucky offense with heralded quarterback Will Levis. Also saw the return of SEC stud running back Chris Rodriguez, but the Ole Miss defense answered the call, holding Rodriguez to just 72 yards rushing on his first game back of this year. And it was what they did to Levis, sacking him three times, forcing him to fumble twice, including uh, on the Wildcats' last two possessions that ended in Ole Miss territory. The Rebels survive a scare, winning 22-19, but it was because of the big plays that their defense came up with late in this one. Congrats to the Ole Miss defense. Chris Partridge and company doing a fantastic job. Our next winner of the weekend... About Big Will Rogers over at Mississippi State. State was favored in this one, but it was odd with, you know, State being unranked and the Aggies of Texas A&M being ranked 17th. But once this game got going, we saw why. That Mike Leach offense orchestrated by Will Rogers took advantage of A&M's defense with Rogers throwing for 329 yards, three touchdowns, while the Bulldogs also rushed for 144 yards on the ground. Rara Thomas was the leading receiver. Five catches, 134 yards, and a score. State beat up on Texas A&M 42-24. Will Rogers continues to attack defenses as he leads their entire the entire SEC in passing yards 
with over 1,700 passing yards and 19 passing touchdowns. That's also an SEC leader. And really, outside of their one hiccup loss at LSU, Rodgers is putting together quite a season. Next up for him is a home game versus Arkansas, who's still licking their wounds after their loss to Alabama. If they're not careful, well, Rodgers is going to shred them this week. Another winner of the weekend. I'm throwing the LSU run game in here. It could have went LSU defense. They did do a great job, particularly that second half against Auburn. But I'm going with the run game as a welcome back to the LSU run game. The Tigers rushed for 185 yards at Auburn. They announced they would be without Armani Goodwin in this one, who had been kind of coming on in recent weeks as you know maybe their better running back. But I got John Emery back, and him and Josh Williams really picked up the load with Williams rushing for 68 yards. Emery had a high-stepping, tackle-shredding run of uh, 20 yards for a touchdown run. Jaden Daniels, he had 59 yards and a score on the ground. Uh, Emery also had a 39-yard catch on a wheel route. And Jaden Daniels, now the SEC leader in rushing yards among quarterbacks. He ranks ninth in the conference in total rushing yards ahead of just K.J. Jefferson. Uh, The quarterback runs is a piece of this LSU's offense, but the running backs is what helped LSU get something out of their offense in this one in a 21-17 win at Auburn. Another winner of the weekend, and they didn't win the game. This is kind of a consolation prize because they did lose, but I had to give a shout-out to the Missouri defense, keeping that high-flying Georgia offense mostly in check much of the night. They held them to just six points in the first half. They had only allowed 12 points through the first three quarters of the game. Darius Robinson and Trajan Jeffcoat each had sacks. They recovered. Uh, the defense recovered fumbles from Stetson Bennett and Kendall Milton, and they held Stetson Bennett without a touchdown pass for the second week in a row. I know Mizzou lost the game, gave up the last two touchdown drives, but I thought the Mizzou defense deserved some love in that 26-22 loss against Georgia. And our last winner of the weekend, I threw Ricky Parasol in here. For those of you who didn't watch it, it was a rare Sunday morning in the swamp. The Gators ran out Eastern uh, Washington 52-17. to Gators approved the 3-2 and on the year. A lot of the Gators' backups got into action. Anthony Richardson threw for 240 yards and two scores. But it was Ricky per- Parasol. He had a 22-yard catch in this one. But the highlight was in the second quarter, Parasol with a 76-yard touchdown run on a wide receiver sweep. Uh, Justin Shorter, he also had a 75-yard touchdown catch in this one. But it was a much-needed stat game for the Gators after tough losses to Kentucky and Tennessee. So, uh, shout-out to Ricky Parasol. But a home game against Missouri is coming up next for the Gators. They might be able to get another dub in the win column. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Those are our winners of the weekend. Coming up next, we're going to do Who Depressed Us in Week 5 in the SEC. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just go to their website. You'll find simple tools like screening questions. It'll make it easier for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one 
in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. You'll go to their website, you'll post your job for free, and you will start hearing from people very soon finding the right people that you want to hire. Terms and conditions apply. That's linkedin.com slash college. Let's jump back into it, doing our takeaways from week five in the SEC. We already did our winners, so now we got to do who depressed us in week five. And there were some depressed, man. We're going to start with Alabama and Bryce Young. Yes, they won in impressive fashion, crushing a top 20 Arkansas team, 49 to 26, but it comes at a cost as Bryce Young left the game with a shoulder injury in the second quarter. So Alabama fans, celebrate your team being 5-0, 2-0 in the conference, but how long will they be without reigning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young? After the game, Saban said, Bryce has a little AC sprain in his shoulder. We'll have to take it day by day. I think he's okay. He doesn't have a serious injury. Young is, of course, among the favorites, uh, was among the favorites as the Heisman Trophy uh, winner, being the reigning winner, trying to go back-to-back. Saban said he didn't put him back into the game because the injury limited his throwing ability. He said he couldn't go back in the game because I didn't think he had much steam throwing the ball. He's had these before, and in a few days he's responded really well. We'll just see how this goes. Kind of weird because some people on social media seem to think it was, you know, it's a pretty serious injury. I mean, during the CBS broadcast, they were kind of acting like, oh, his family's going with him to the locker room. You know, we've seen the last of Bryce Young, that kind of thing. But Nick Saban and some others on social media seem to think it's not that serious, and Bryce Young will be back very soon. But how quickly can he return for the tie? Jalen Milrose showed he could do some nice things, showed his running ability, but he just doesn't have Bryce Young's arm. All eyes will be on Bryce Young and Tuscaloosa this week to see if uh, he will play in that big game against a&M coming up. But I think the Tide could be all right. I think they could survive with Jalen Milrow for one game, two games, three games, whatever it takes. But some tough road games coming up for the Tide in the next couple weeks. Another deep press of the weekend. I'm going with Arkansas as a whole. Look, I picked the Hogs to win this game. <laughs> Never again, Hogs. I just kept feeling like, man, they let that one slip away against AM a week ago. I thought they were going to bounce back and be inspired. Uh, man, they did not play inspired football. Arkansas gave up 555 total yards of offense to Alabama, including over 300 yards rushing. Arkansas lost to Alabama 49 to 26. I even thought they might get something going after Bryce, you know, after Bryce Young went out of the game. They got the game as close to 28 to 23 in the second half. And you're like, Oh, here we go. Hawks about to make a run. But Alabama immediately answered three fourth-quarter touchdowns. All Arkansas could muster in the final quarter was a field goal. K.J. Jefferson was just 13 for 24 for 155 yards passing. Rocket Sanders, the lone bright spot on the offense, 101 rushing yards and a score. Drew Sanders, he had a sack, but he whiffed a big whiff on a tackle of Jalen Milrow on that 77-yard run he had. Just... Very disappointed in the Hogs, who are in danger of losing three in a row. 
They got a trip to Starkville coming up this weekend. That is a danger territory. I'm out on the Hawks for now, man. I was a believer. I was buying into the hype. Sam Pittman, KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders. I thought this was the year Arkansas was going to make a run in the SEC West. But lo and behold, they will not. But they got to bounce back. It's not over yet. You make a run still. But, uh, man, just very disappointed in Arkansas these last two weeks. Another deep press of the weekend. I threw Georgia in here. Yes, they won the game, but they needed two fourth-quarter touchdowns to do so. And the the dogs who once looked invincible, now after that lackluster game against Kent State and then this 26-22 win at Mizzou, a lot of folks are looking at Kirby Smart's bunch a little sideways going, who are you? Again, give Georgia credit, winning a tough SEC game on the road in a tough environment. But, man, you were 29-point favorites. 30 points in some books, but Bet Online had them at 29-point favorites. Uh, the Stetson-Bennett-Heisman train kind of falling off the tracks now. Stetson lost a fumble. Kendall Milton lost a fumble. And this game was kind of a battle of great kickers most of the night. Jack Pudlesny and Harrison Mevis combining for a perfect 9-for-9 nine nine on field goals. And Georgia does improve to 5-0. and oh. That is the most important thing. But they dropped a spot in the rankings after this one. We'll get into more of that in just a little bit. But a home game against Auburn is up next. Georgia, stop sleepwalking, man. Wake up. Let's go. Impose your will, offensively and defensively. Another deep press of the weekend. I've got Auburn in here, particularly Auburn's offense. And I know you're going to get on me, but let me explain. Because Robbie Ashford just had one of his best games. Uh, how does Auburn keep getting up 14-0 on teams, only to let those leads slip away? Auburn scored zero points in the second half of their loss to LSU. They lose 21-17, but zero points in the second half of this game. Again, they were moving the ball very well through the air. Robbie Ashford, his best game as a passer. But they threw out some unnecessary plays in this one, like a Coy Moore pass, which was intercepted. Tank Bigsby only got 12 carries for 45 yards. I was... Tank Bigsby should be touching the ball 20-plus times a game. Goodness gracious. Had a handful of fumbles in this one. Ashford threw an interception. And they were held to just 101 rushing yards as a team. They were 6 of 15 on third downs. Not terrible. They missed a big fourth down play. They had over 80 yards in penalties. This is a game that Auburn should have won. But they didn't. And now they have to play Georgia this weekend. Things are going to get even tougher for Brian Harson and his crew. But man, oh man, you get up a big lead on a team, you put them away. They failed to do it against Mizzou with the overtime. They failed to do it against LSU. They lose this game. Auburn's inconsistency on offense. I mean, look, they may have found their guy now as T.J. Finley is still injured and banged up. Robbie Ashford looked good throwing the football, but a lot of those were busted coverages that LSU had in their secondary. I don't think Georgia's going to have those same busted coverages. Another deep press of the weekend. How about the Texas A&M offense? If you thought the Auburn offense was bad, the A&M offense isn't much better. Quarterback Max Johnson threw for just 203 yards and a score. Was eventually sent to the bench. Haynes King came in. He was even worse. He threw two interceptions, including a pick six. Devon A-Chain, he had another 100-yard rushing day. But he did fumble, and Max Johnson, no match to keep up with Will Rogers and that high-flying Mike Leach offense. 
Johnson fumbled too, by the way. They were shut out in the first half of this game. Trailed Mississippi State 14-0. Finally got some things going in the second half. But it was too little too late. Now, more scrutiny will come for Jimbo Fisher when it comes to play calling. Giving up the play calling duties, Jimbo. Turn it over to somebody else. Next up for the Aggies, a trip to Tuscaloosa to pay for their sins in that Jimbo Saban feud from the summertime. But it uh, <laughs> does not get easier for Texas A&M. What happened, Aggies? We're a preseason top 10 team. Lordy. Uh, our last deep press of the weekend, I put Will Levis in here. I almost feel bad putting Levis in this category because he battled his butt off. But at the end of the day, he had not one but two massive turnovers late in the game. Game on the line. He's the most sacked quarterback in the SEC. He's been sacked 19 times. And a lot of that blame does go to his offensive line. A lot of new pieces there this year. But at the end of the day, you're the quarterback. You have to protect the football. Dislocated a finger on his non-throwing hand in this one. Again, tough guy. Threw for 220 yards, two touchdowns in this one. But the two fumbles he lost late is what cost Kentucky the game. Next up for Levis and the Cats, it's a visit from South Carolina. There you have it. That is who depressed this weekend. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we will run through the AP Top 25 poll. New face in the SEC joining this poll. We'll tell you who that is next. Uh, I want to remind you, BetOnline is your number one source for football betting info throughout the season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles and analysis on every game. You can find it there at BetOnline. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They got live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Got tons of the college football lines, including a lot of the SEC games week in and week out. We always give you their lines every Friday going into a game weekend. It is the fastest and easiest way for you to check in on all your favorite games and events. Head on over to BetOnline.net. You can do so on your mobile device right now and learn more information about BetOnline and get in on the action. Get started this weekend. Whole new slate of SEC games coming your way. It is BetOnline, and it is where the game starts. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, and latest polls are out, so figured we'd jump right into that. It's the latest AP poll coming out on a Sunday afternoon, and AP Top 25 College poll out after a wild weekend of games, and so let's jump into it. First up, it is Alabama, jumping Georgia. Alabama, the previous number two team. Jumping into that number one spot. Here's what uh, Alex Scarborough of ESPN wrote. He said, look, all eyes are going to be on Bryce Young's shoulder throughout this week. Crimson Tide's championship hopes were nearly dashed when he left the field in the second quarter against Arkansas. The shoulder injury did not look good. And while Jalen Milrow acquitted himself well in Young's absence, the fact that Young returned in full uniform and not in a sling or in street clothes, that was promising. And with Texas A&M coming to town this weekend, a healthy Bryce Young would go a long way toward avenging Last season's loss in College Station. As for the Georgia Bulldogs falling down from number one to number two, Chris Lowe says Coach Kirby Smart 
is never going to apologize for a win, especially a road win in the SEC, but Smart wants to see his dogs play cleaner football with fewer mistakes and finish drives on offense. Georgia played well enough to win Saturday. Some of the sloppiness the dogs have exhibited the past two weeks may catch up to them. They got back-to-back home games against Auburn and Vanderbilt. Coming in at number eight, they've got the Tennessee Volunteers, of course, had a bye week this week. Chris Lowe says one of the key questions for the Vols entering the first SEC road game of the year at LSU, it's their health. Whether star receiver Cedric Tillman will be able to play following an ankle procedure. Hendon Hooker was also banged up in that Florida game, but should be good to go. Tennessee's explosiveness and the up-tempo pace of offense will give any defense fits, but the Vols have struggled to stop the pass and have given up 16 pass plays of 20 yards or longer. Tripped LSU, start of a massive two-game swing for Tennessee, will face Alabama at home a week later on October 15th. Coming at number nine in the polls, it's the Ole Miss Rebels. They move up from 14 to nine to Ole Miss, a top 10 team. Chris Lowe says the Rebels continue to improve on defense, 5-0 for the first time since 2014. It's always a good combination to run the ball and play good defense, and Ole Miss is doing both. Freshman running back Quinchon Judkins had 106 rushing yards, including a 48-yard touchdown run. Ole Miss has a very manageable pathway to a 7-0 start. After the Rebels visit Vanderbilt, they come home to face Auburn on October 15th. Coming in number 13 in the polls, it's the Kentucky Wildcats. They drop from number 7 to number 13. Chris Lowe says, Wildcats just made too many mistakes. Fumbles in the red zone, missed extra points, and touchdowns being nullified by penalties. But the big takeaway coming out of the loss to Ole Miss is a need to get the ball uh, more to explosive freshman Barry and Brown. He touched the ball only twice. One of those was an 89-yard catch, but he also had three kickoff returns totaling 164 yards. Look for Barry and Brown to get more involved. Uh, Kentucky moving forward. Their next two games are at home against South Carolina and Mississippi State. Speaking of Mississippi State, they're back into the rankings. They were unranked a week ago. They're now number 23 in the AP poll. Dave Wilson writes, the Bulldogs play an Arkansas team that is reeling after losses to AM and Alabama, the matchup pits one of the best passing attacks in the country with Roll Rogers and company against a Razorbacks defense that has struggled. Bulldogs have a brutal stretch coming up. The Hogs at home, followed by road games at Kentucky and Alabama, then back home against Auburn and Georgia. They'll need to take advantage of every opportunity beginning this week. And the last SEC team jumping into the polls as well was unranked a week ago. They come in at number 25 in the AP poll. The LSU Tigers, 4-1. Alex Scarborough says, remember that disastrous start to the season about a month ago where LSU looked like a mess losing in New Orleans to Florida State? You know, line couldn't block. The defense gave up too many big plays. But look at the Tigers now. After beating Auburn on the road, they're 4-1. And while they may not be a perfect team, the defense runs hot and cold. The passing game isn't all the way there yet. Brian Kelly has LSU competitive and winning games they are supposed to. With games against Tennessee... Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama coming up. See if they can't exceed those expectations. By the way, Texas A&M and Arkansas both fall out of the AP poll this week with their losses. So what a fall for both the Aggies and Razorbacks. We had higher hopes for them this season. And that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And you'll make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team Every day, we got Locked on Bama, LSU, Vols, Ole Miss, whatever you're looking for, we got you covered. 
wherever you find your podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.